Hyman Black here on 6th Street for night two of South by Southwest Music. I'm here with a Chicago institution, Martin Atkins, a man who's not only here representing South by Music, but also South by Interactive, a man who lives in both worlds. How are you doing? Pretty good. Considering it's St. Patrick's Day and I don't drink, I'm doing all right. I don't know if anyone else out here on the street drinks either. There's no way of knowing. No, there is a way of knowing, and I think many people are. So you've been here a few days, and about a week now almost. How has the experience been for you? Oh, it's been great. I love it down here. I rarely get to check out much music. I just saw a bit of The Frantic. I saw a bit of Par Avion at the Chicago uh, night at the trophy room there. But it's mainly I wander around, and I do my things. You know, I did an event in the convention center Wednesday morning at 11. It was the first event of the whole music side and kind of crossing over between interactive and music. I do that stuff and then meet a bunch of people and it kind of drains me. It is a really large undertaking, but I feel like now more than ever, and I know this is a message you have been getting out for some time, that the interactive and the music worlds are so closely linked now. You know, the media world and digital technology, all of that factors into the business of being a band and a brand. And being here and spreading that message to bands who aren't just from Chicago and people who aren't just from Chicago, how did a more international and national crowd respond to that message? Well, it's great. I, mean, I had people from Indonesia and the crazy places such as Nashville. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, actually a completely different world of country and western saying to me, an old punk, hey, you've got to come and talk to these country and western guys and get them on track. So I don't know which is crazier, Indonesia or country and western, but it's a great opportunity to meet people from all over the world. And that's what it is. If a band comes here to get signed, I think that's crazy. Yeah, it's you know? not 1998. Right. There's 5,000 bands here. There's no way you're going to stand out. Except there's a band that joined up with us here called Asleep. They built a 15-foot high robot called Punchy the Robot. A boxing glove in one hand, a huge beer bottle in the other. <laughs> Flashing lights for eyes, a PA system, and smoke. I mean, that's like, okay, that's marketing 101. How can I differentiate myself from everybody else that's doing this stuff? I tell people if every band is bass, two guitars, and drums, play a fish. You know, just do something different and you'll get noticed. But it's weird that the interactive, the first time this year, was busier than the music side. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard, and even being an interactive, I could see that. It felt like it doubled in size from last year. A lot of people who are all about conventions have been in the convention center. The music thing, it's a spread across a 12-mile radius. It might be an awful lot of people, but it's spread out all over the place, so it's different. And how very smart of South By to have the interactive and the film and keep their brand going. Ups and downs in the music industry, fine, they've got interactive and film and the whole thing's bigger and what used to be a parking lot last year, it's a Pepsi Max. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a like, whole Pepsi Wonderland there. Yeah. It's like, where's the parking, you know? Now, you did your panels, you did get the fuck out of bed, welcome to the music business, you're fucked. You had, I think, Jim Deere Goddess, Greg Codd in attendance. Was there any other locals from Chicago who were coming out for the seminars here? No, lots of friends, like the guys from the Orchard and people we've met all over the place. Some people from England, it's great to see them. This is the most Chicago people I've seen. At the JBTV and Threadless Trophy Room show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really great. I want to get involved in this next year. I could do some, like, five-minute shit while the bands are... I could do my stuff over sound-checking bands. 
Now, a message that I tried to convey to bands before, bands aren't always necessarily perceptive or paying attention, but how important is the interactive to these bands if they don't know by now? How crucial is it that they're not even necessarily just yours, but that they're going out and that they're learning about emerging digital technologies and publishing and all these things? Okay. They have to be on the web. They have to be on YouTube. It's the second largest search engine. There are a number of tools. It's not all about the way they're communicating. It's what they're communicating. I hesitate to tell bands that because they'll think, oh, Martin said it's all about the music. It isn't. A band with mediocre songs that's all over social media and communication will get further than fucking Pink Floyd without any of that stuff. If Pink Floyd came out today and wasn't on social media, no one would know who they are. But Exactly. So I have a class, Entertainment in the World Wide Web, up at Madison Media Institute. And the idea was for the first two weeks we'll look at everything that's going on, then we'll get into Web 2.0. And now it's like 15 weeks of just looking at the new stuff because it keeps changing. So there are tools out there for a band. It doesn't have to be a band. The singer can still be a drunken fucking idiot because that's fine, right? That's part of the skill set. But somebody in the band needs to be the fucking geeky guy with all the shit going on. You can use Ping FM, Reverb Nation, and other tools. So you type something once, and it comes out of some other guitarist's ass on the other side of the world. Yep. You could type something once, and it comes out of 25 places. Tube Mogul allows you to upload one video, and it comes out of 30 places. I just heard, I use a thing called Hootsuite. Yes, so yes. You, you can schedule your tweets, so even though you're tuning up and getting ready to go on stage, the tweets are going out saying 10 minutes to the show, reminding people. I was doing tweets while I was on stage yesterday morning, and the guys from Hootsuite are sending me some shit now because they loved it. <laughs> How can I tweet while I'm on stage? Hootsuite rocks. But no sooner are we on top of that technology, something else comes out. There's something else now that will learn when you tweet, it will analyze when you get the most opens, the most favorable, and sure. it will release, it will send out your tweets at the best time for your tweets. It's unbelievable. You used to pay consultants to do that stuff. I mean, it's a fantastic time as long as you understand this stuff. And maybe bands should have like four people on stage and two people off stage. Two at the computer. Yeah, and you could absolutely run your own shit. It's punk rock, 1976 gone absolutely mad. Martin, you're a man who clearly knows what's going on. A punk rock visionary, entrepreneur, genius madman. I love it. Thanks so much for talking. And really, everyone listening should check out Martin Adkins, toursmart.com. Check out everything you have going on. Because if you are in the music business, you are fucked. But you can get unfucked. Yeah. If you know that you're fucked, then you're not. If you think that you're not, then you are. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, man.